0: SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use our promo code. It's Ringer MBA. That's one word, Ringer MBA. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Uh, he's got smoke coming off his fingertips. He's as hot as a blowtorch. It's a heat check. You knew that was coming. It's heat check time. Welcome to the Monday Heat Check, Martin Luther King Jr. Day edition. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm
1: John Gonzalez. What's up, John? We have another podcast. There's a lot of basketball today. Full slate of games today. Full slate of games. Before we get into everything, we have a big show to get into, and we'll get into some uh, MLK Jr. Day talking points as well. But I wanted to give shouts to our producer, Isaac Lee, for our new theme music that we didn't call out last week, you killed it, dude. Nicely done.
0: Great stuff. Lovely way to start at this podcast. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's start with some headlines. We're in the middle of the season. Most, it's the
1: midpoint, believe it or not. Most
0: teams have played like 45 or so games. How do
1: you feel? Do you feel like you're still running the race? You're not fatigued I'm yet? I'm ready to
0: go. I'm like, I'm ready, energized. I'm ready for the second half sprint. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Everyone's watching football, and I was like, who's watching Warriors Raptors? <laughs> what a game we got here in Toronto. Drink's there. You
1: missed a couple of good NFL games.
0: I watched. Them, I You're watched. Dead. Yeah, I was. I was at a bar for the Vikings game, so that was exciting.
1: You lead. You lead quite a life. Thank you, you tell me all about these like wonderful things you do on the weekend. <laughs> I got to hang out with you more.
0: Well, or at all? Sure, yeah, I'd love to. What is your biggest surprise so far of this season? Forty-five games in.
1: So we're going to do biggest surprise and biggest disappointment, and mine are linked.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: we're going to start for me with the rookie class.
0: Oh, okay. The rookie
1: class. I did not expect to be this good there have been a lot of like individual performers who have obviously were big fans of Jason Tatum, obligatory weekly call out of Jason Tatum.
0: Congratulations, Jason Tatum, a father. He is Jason Jason Tatum Jr. was born last week per Instagram. That
1: kid's going to be dunking like within a week dunking he'll be,
0: he'll be a great three-point shooter he'll Come be on, getting man.
1: all of it he's yeah. very the kids are already very versatile yeah. uh brad stevens will have him playing 15 minutes a game before the week's out it's gonna be fantastic jtj
0: Congrat- Shout out to him. Congrat-
1: congratulations jason tatum i was unaware of that but just like th- the depth of quality mm-hmm. in this draft class i didn't expect
0: sure we got Donna smith laurie uh,
1: markinen has been Markkanen. really good
0: frank milikina pretty good
1: and then my guy don mitchell yeah. I still call him Don. Just Don. He's just Don. He's been so good.
0: I really have ben enjoyed. Ben Simmons.
1: Right. Can't forget Ben. I I frequently forget to call out Ben Simmons for this draft class because he's not, I
0: guess he's not in this draft.
1: He's class. a red shirt draft. Yeah. Cl- but I'm talking about just specifically sure. like true, before, fr- true rookies. Before anybody like loses their shit in Philadelphia and gets angry at me, I'm sure. talking about just the 2017 okay. draft class. Fair enough. And also, I guess Lonzo Ball.
0: Yeah, I think Lonzo's getting better. <laughs> too. He's been better. Yeah.
1: But it's been fun to watch. What about you?
0: My biggest surprise, I think, is the number of mediocre teams. Like we were really expecting like a big race in the West, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of good teams. But the Thunder, who have been like middling at best, and more on them in a minute, are number five in in the West. Like they're fine. And like at one point, we're like, are they even going to make the playoffs? Like yes, they are. And the quality of competition isn't like quite. Oh, that's not true. The competition is good, but just sort of like there aren't many teams like just blowing you out every night as we expected.
1: It's interesting that you bring up like that middle class. I wrote a piece about this yes. last week on the ringer.com about how basically like now with with the Warriors and everybody trying to catch the Warriors and the assembly of um, teams that you might call super teams that try to compete sure. with them, like the Rockets and the Boston they tried to before Gordon Hayward went down RIP, they were trying to pair him with Kyrie Irvin. And then you've got the Cavs and, and all these teams that are trying to compete with them. And then you've got the tankers at the other end. That middle class is an interesting spot to be stuck in. Like you've got the Miami Heat, who you know maybe a decade ago you'd look at their assembly of talent and go, like this is a pretty good team, but is pretty good, good enough, right?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And like the top four teams in the West are really solid, and then five through eight are the Thunder, Pelicans, Blazers, Nuggets, and one game separates those four teams. Like those could be reoriented at at any point. In, you know what I mean? And it's just surprising to me that they aren't better. Like, I, I did my all-star ballot uh-huh. on Friday. Oh, you Friday. did? Yeah. I
1: like it. How'd it go? I'll
0: tell you my teams. All right, do it. In the East, we got uh, LeBron, DeMar, Kyrie, Embiid, and Giannis. You're
1: doing this off the dome, too, right? Yeah. Like, this is not, you haven't written this down. Yeah. No. I like that you've committed to memory.
0: Thank you. <laughs> And this is this is the first year I haven't voted for Chandler Parsons in like five years. I, I just couldn't. And then in the West, I went Steph Clay KD, which means no Harden, which is obviously I, I know that's like ridiculous oversight, but I gotta vote for Clay. He's my right, guy. I
1: like it. And you're committed um, to your brand
0: exactly. And then AD and Boogie. So that's... These are great teams. Five players from two teams. But the Pelicans are 22 and 20. This is actually maybe like what we had prognosticated preseason. Mm-hmm. But they should be better. Like, did you watch the Pelicans and the Knicks yesterday at all? I did not. I was, it was on in the bar. Otherwise, I wouldn't have either. Right. And the Pelicans, they came back. Looked like the Knicks were going to win. They won in overtime. Boogie, like, made an inexplicable pass to the Knicks in the first, like, two minutes of the game. And you're just like, yeah, this is the Pelicans. Like, this is the problem. But then they just, like, they can be so great. They can be. And... This sort of like middle of the pack in the West is that's like the problem. Is that they they as they say they show flashes, but that's about it.
1: But so in years past, like in the David Stern era, mm-hmm. we would have called this parody. No,
0: yes, we would. Have we called. would have gone, oh, look sure. at all these
1: teams that are like they very, can't compete with each other. Very NFL like. In fact, even if you extracted it, if if this was a twenty nine team league, uh-huh. we'd go, wow, the NBA anybody could win it this year. Yeah. It's, it's just that one team that really kind of skews the results.
0: That's true. That's a good point. I still, and, and in some ways, it makes it exciting because like any given day, like the Nuggets are in eight right now, they can jump to five because right. they're literally only one game back of the Thunder who are in five. It's so eight. it so it makes the rest of the season matter. Like the race for the playoffs is going to be important. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um,
1: what's your biggest disappointment so far?
0: On that note, my biggest disappointment is the Thunder. I just want them to be better.
1: I'm sad for you. I
0: know. It sucks. I think the main thing is I don't want Russ to have the reputation of like can't play with that guy. And until they're really like consistently gutting out good wins and winning at home all the time, it's going to be hard to like defend him.
1: It's the consistency component that's really the problem with yeah. the Thunder because what a week or two ago, you and I were on this very podcast
0: and they're like, Yeah, they're figuring it out, talking
1: about how they figured it out. And then all of a sudden we look up and we go, Oh, right, they're only five and five over their last 10. And for every two steps forward, there's one step back.
0: They're a 500 team. And that's a bummer. Ish.
1: Yeah. Like, they're going to hover around that NBA equator. And, like, it's unfortunate because that assembly of talent, you would expect them to be greater than that. And then, you know, by comparison, we look at the Minnesota Timberwolves who they're trailing in the standings. And, like, the Timberwolves really have figured it out. They have. And they've got, like, a new group of talent, too. And despite that, they've been able to, you know, work through um, those early season issues and come out the better. And the Thunder are still... I don't know. They're still confused, I guess.
0: On the note of the Wolves, mm-hmm. do we start the Jimmy Butler for MVP campaign here? Like, should we wait? This what do, is what the are you hottest thinking? of takes.
1: I, I, was not, as, I was not aware is of this. Is it, though?
0: Is it? <laughs> I, I don't think it's that hot of a take. He's playing really well. He's, He's very the best, good. the best player on that team. Clearly. Without him, they are not in They're course.
1: what they've been. Yes. They, they're what they've been in the past, and yes. now they are like a legitimate second-tier team in the NBA. Yeah. No, they're, they're really good. That game yesterday, they crushed the Blazers yesterday. I mean, the Blazers could not get into that game at all. Butler put basically the entire Blazers team in foul trouble. Yeah. That game I watched. <laughs> it was fun, by the way, to watch that game with all the people trickling over from the Vikings game. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. We're in yeah, Vikings cool. jerseys,
1: but Jimmy Butler for MVP. I was not prepared for this. Take. I don't,
0: I just want you to think about it. We can discuss it more next week. It. I just want to throw this it out there. This might be
1: like a, a story I, idea too. You might've, you might've. <laughs> <laughs> tipped our hand too early.
0: I think the other uh the other factor there is that Wiggins is just better with Butler. Wiggins is like a good number three, and that's what he is on this team.
1: Yeah. No, it puts him into a into a completely different role.
0: Just think about it. I will think about it. I'm, I'm actually thinking about it now. You've thrown me completely off. Sorry. Um, What's your biggest disappointment? My
1: biggest disappointment again is tied to the rookie class. It's Mark Hellfoltz. Mm. So I, yesterday I, I
0: regret to inform you that you cannot. Purchase any property. There's nothing in your price range on Never Injured Island where I've been living for a while. This is
1: a cruel blow. You've you've struck yet another blow to uh, my ego and the ego of all <laughs> Philadelphians. Um, so there were video. There was video yesterday from Sixers practice of Markel Fultz getting shots up. Woof, was there ever? Not good. No. Here's what's worse. After practice, Brett Brown was asked about Markel Fultz and whether or not he needed to be 100 physically in order to return the court. Uh, and according to Kyle Newback and uh, Derek Bodner and the other Sixers reporters who were on hand, his immediate response was, I think what he needs to be is able to shoot a basketball. Brett Brown, what the hell? Uh, right after he said that, he said this.
0: Oops, I said the quiet part
1: loud and the loud part quiet. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said that out
0: loud. Ah, It's rough. That's very rough.
1: Like, I I almost, like, I I basically wanted to take a hammer to my computer machine when I saw that come across Twitter. This is not good, Juliet. Like, is he going to play this year?
0: I think not. I think he does not play. I've noticed that Joel Embiid goes out of his way to have faults appear on his Instagram story, Mm. but he's kind of the only one, and also the only one that Embiid does that for pretty much actually it's not true Justin Anderson will make an appearance as well but that just seems to be like a weird trio that I don't know if that speaks well for the Sixers it's not good Sixers are just a daily joy at the ringer though there's always so much to parse always are you worried about the Cavs they're in third in the east they are behind the Raptors and the Celtics and they are um seven games out of first which is actually a lot to make up at this point in the season yeah it's nearly I would say it's, it's not impossible but quite hard
1: and over their last 10 is a little bit of a hiccup. I'll give you the same answer I generally give when I talk about the Cavs in the regular season.
0: We have no idea. I'm not
1: worried about them because it's the regular season. Right. Like, playoff LeBron is a different LeBron, which makes the Cavs different. But the reincorporation of Isaiah Thomas, that defense, you wonder. I mean, like, they're barely a plus point differential at plus one. You'd like to see a little bit more out of them, but it's still LeBron, it's still the Cavs. They should be fine in the playoffs.
0: What about um some of like the other supporting players like that should raise concern? Like Dwayne Wade turned thirty six yesterday, two days ago. Is he thirty yeah. six? That's old. Yes, it's old. I know you forgot, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's old. Tristan Thompson is like can't get traded because he's not good enough anymore. Right. He's a victim of the Kardashian curse. Sorry to the Kardashians and Jeff Van Gundy.
1: I was never a Tristan Thompson guy, with the exception of uh, the playoffs last year against Boston. He played really, really well. Um, But yeah, he's fine. Their assembly of like of supporting characters, the supporting cast, is just. Fine. Full stop. Yeah,
0: it's not like a blow you away team, but they have the best player in the world, so that yes. helps. It's it's impossible to say. I will say, I wonder if travel will make a bigger difference on an older team. Like if they end up in third, and let's assume the Raptors stay in second, and they both make it to the second round, mm-hmm. that would be then two series, and then like even if the Cavs won, that would be a series earlier than they're used to being on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when they're not, when they don't have home court advantage, and I wonder if for an older team that actually matters.
1: I I tend to think like as travel goes for professional teams, not really. It's not it's not as bad as sure. like like commercial travel for every other human on the planet. Like sure. yes, they travel a shit ton,
0: and you can you can bring your hyperbaric chamber with you. As, you've got your as chamber. From you've got
1: you know like come on, they're feeding you grapes. Like sure, could be worse.
0: Sure, what's the thing you're most excited for for the second half of the season?
1: I want to see who comes out of the East. Okay. I still think it's the Cavs. As number one or just to the finals. To reach the finals. That's yeah. I don't think the Cavs will end up as the one seed and I don't think it matters. If I had a handicap, it, I'd still say the Cavs are going to come out of the East and play the Warriors again, because as we noted, they have the best player on the planet and he's just like a completely different entity once the postseason begins. However, probably the most question I've had about it in the last however many years.
0: Are you willing to believe in the Raptors?
1: I believe in the Raptors. They're good. They are good. I'm Yo, so
0: happy Kyle Lowry's not like badly injured. That would have been such a huge bummer. I think he'll be out for a few games, but yeah. like, he's like not out for the season. Thank God.
1: I can't uh, claim this as an original point. It, I, it actually it just got me thinking about something that I already thought, but Bill's boy, Haralabob talked about this on Twitter yesterday. DeMar DeRozan deserves a ton of credit a ton. for really elevating his game. He's always been good. He is now great. Would that's you give him shocking. MIP? It's hard because he was already so good. When I sure. think about most improved, I generally think about like a younger player who takes a leap. Mm-hmm. But maybe, I mean, that's like it would make me think about about it in a different way than I normally think about.
0: I like the idea of giving most improved like as like a rude, like a, a <laughs> like rude a backhanded yeah, compliment, sort of like, oh good, you're you're actually serviceable now.
1: <laughs> you're so, you're so mean today.
0: <sighs> eh, just feeling feisty. Um, if
1: Markel Fultz can get a shot up, could he get it?
0: Maybe. <laughs> he can make a basket. <laughs> Great. Um,
1: Congrats Markel.
0: I'm most excited about the MVP race per my Jimmy Butler comments. You're blowing
1: my mind today. You're really making me. You've completely turned the NBA paradigm upside down for me.
0: (laughs) Thanks, man. I'm just trying to think outside the box. Kyrie Kyrie Irving encouraged me to question everything. So here I am. I'm excited about the MVP race. I think LeBron will win because Harden is injured. But I do think there's a case to be made for a lot of people. Like, I don't think this is like a a clear. No brainer.
1: Right. No, it's not. And I, I would handicap it probably the same way that you just did, that it's LeBron. It would have been hardened. Maybe it still can be hardened, yeah. depending on how soon he can come back.
0: Jimmy Butler, I think, deserves to be in the conversation.
1: You've put that splinter in my mind, and I can't get it out now. You're like my Morpheus. I
0: also just want to say I think Steph Curry deserves to be in the conversation. Steph is amazing. I I used to be such a Steph hater, and now I truly like find joy in just watching him. I I there's like I think his on-court demeanor has changed a little bit. He's more aggressive. He is um, just amazing, and I don't know. I just think that we are taking Steph for granted. I don't want to.
1: I want you to be my thought coach. <laughs> you, you you've got the the wheels turning up here, and I love it.
0: And I also don't think. I think if the Celtics stay as good as they are, like I think the Celtics are overrated, right? Like I don't think they're quite the championship team Mm -hmm. that being the, the first in your conference would lead you to believe. But I do think Kyrie deserves a lot of credit.
1: He'll get votes. Yeah. He'll get votes. He won't win it though, yeah.
0: Agreed. But I I think there this is like a year there could be a sleeper pick. My my only concern is I think that like group thing settles in. And even if you don't hate it, even if you don't think LeBron should be MVP, like it's just like the easy vote. And like of course, like LeBron should be MVP every year. Duh. I want
1: you to champion the Jimmy Butler cause.
0: (laughs) Thanks, man. Let's move on to something you wrote about today, which is Chris Paul making his return to the Clippers.
1: Plays the Clippers at Staples Center tonight.
0: Tonight, Monday.
1: I'm so ready for this game. I am debating. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited for this game. Were you on CP3, his return to the Clippers, the way that they broke up? Like, are you a CP3 person? I need need Juliet's CP3 thoughts. It's a lot to unpack, right? Because he's coming back and like it was a messy divorce. A little messy because he had the documentary and he threw shade at them. And then like Doc Rivers was like, when you leave, just leave. Don't burn the house down.
0: Sure. What do I think about Chris Paul? Yes. I was really a very early fan of, um, Chris Paul Jr., who I like to call CP4. Okay. And so I was like really into Chris Paul based on that. I was like, oh, he's got a really cute kid. He was like very early to bringing the, his kid to the press conference game. Like he was a real leader in that space. So you I was, need
1: to trademark that CP4. CP4. Yeah. I've been
0: trying to get traction on it for a long time. And honestly, in like a few short months, the J team has taken off more than I'm CP4. I'm here for <laughs> it. I'm here for all of it. I love <laughs> your,
1: your branding stuff.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I think it seems really unfun to be teammates with Chris Paul. So I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of ill will towards him. And then I would be pissed about that espn weird like short docu-series he did it was a smart savvy move for chris paul
1: for chris paul
0: and for chris paul only and he also and probably like chris got some some nice change off of that as well making your own content is smart like that's what you do in this day and age you merchandise yourself but i don't know if it's a good political move within the nba world
1: i think what doc said like the underlying sentiment to what doc said was correct like I was a little disappointed in Chris Paul Mm -hmm. because he said uh, like he threw shots at their culture, sure, right, which he helped form, sure, right. Who was more instrumental in forming their culture than Chris Paul? It's hard for me to think about somebody. And he also took shots at them for like not wanting to. He said he was bored with them playing basketball, yeah. And he said like I would want to go and do things off the court. In New Orleans, we did that, and here it was like, do we have to? And I was just like a little disappointed that he didn't take the high road. Yeah. But that said, the Clippers era with Chris Paul was unquestionably a success before for both of them. Yeah. Before Chris Paul went to the Clippers, the Clippers were nobody. Before Chris Paul went to the Clippers, yes, he had that MVP season, but he was just sort of casting about sure. in the NBA, right? And like they elevated each other. And I want to bring in Resident Clippers fan, really maybe the only Clippers <laughs> fan in the world that we know of, Isaac Lee, to ask the question that I posed in my piece. One, is Chris Paul the greatest clipper ever? And two, and most importantly, should they retire his number?
0: Isaac, if you don't think he's the best clipper ever, who is? Elton Brand. Oh my God. Elton Brand is the best clipper
1: ever. As a basketball player? No, the question was, who is the best clipper ever? And in my standards, Elton Brand is the best Clipper ever. As a basketball player, yes, Chris Paul is the best Clipper ever. <laughs> I, I think, like, the Elton Brand case when I was... like, So the Clippers don't have any jerseys retired. None. Like, when they have their home games, they unfurl these, like, giant Clippers tapestries sure. of current players. But it's a little weird, right? So I was like, oh, I wonder if Chris Paul will be the first player that the Clippers ever retire. Elton Brand is a good case for the first Clipper that they should retire. But do you think they should retire CP3's number one day?
0: Maybe eventually, but it has to be after... Brand or Griffin, I think. Or even, I would say, after, after DJ, after DeAndre Jordan.
1: Wow, you've got like 12 people you'd retire before Chris Paul. Yes, because Chris possible. Paul was a rental.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. This sounds like some Clipper zealotry coming from Isaac. Chris Paul should definitely have his jersey retired by the Clippers. Should he be
1: the first? Yes. Disagree. He should.
0: Chris Paul coming to the Clippers is just, like, an infamous moment. It I, And I think that will actually probably help me think about Chris Paul, like, in the future, is, like, he'll be a part of so many what-ifs and so many weird, yeah. like, twists of fate. Well,
1: Bill always did that column about what if, he had, if the trade hadn't been vetoed the first time sure. and he ended up at the Lakers. Like, the ripple effects are insane.
0: Sure. And what if the New Orleans Pelicans, like, hadn't been displaced and, like, changed the the New Orleans yeah. Hornets at that point yeah. just like changed like the future of that franchise like it's just there's so many like um, weird moments that are sort of outside of Chris Paul's control in his career and I, I, the Clippers era was like the most ability he had played really well and you know they had like so many injuries that derailed them the, but like the most fun I could think of was the Clippers and Grizzlies rivalry which I thought was like a good time
1: you and, and Isaac and are the only people who have ever mentioned the Grizzlies as the, a Clippers well, rival but
0: like come on it's kind of cute Let's but also them. a little
1: sad for both sides oh, 100% like,
0: the Grizzlies are fine well they're not fine this year but they're like they're like in a, general they've yeah, been, they're, they have previously good. been
1: good at- Yes, fine. They're,
0: and they've yes. got Mike Conley who like everyone. Else.
1: Um, one more quick clippers note. There yes. was a report from basketball insiders, and I'm saying this, take this with a grain of salt, that the Clippers floated to the Timberwolves a potential Blake for Carl Anthony Towns trade proposal. Now yes. keep in mind if you're the Timberwolves, you sort of laugh at this. And also, everybody in the NBA is constantly like floating trade ideas. Like, so that this is just something that they may be. despite the fact that it's super lopsided is not surprising. What is surprising, I think is that after giving Blake that big fat five-year deal that they might think about trading him.
0: Who's running the Clippers right now is my question for you.
1: It's Lawrence Frank, right? Sure. And, and also Jerry West.
0: Sure. So Lawrence Frank's been there a while. Mm -hmm. Jerry West is new. Doc was demoted and bomber is bomber. So that's like four strong personalities and Jerry West is the logo. Like I, I, I don't know, like I just have questions about exactly who's making all these calls,
1: yes, I think that that's like a completely valid point, and it's something that like needs to be on earth, like mm-hmm. who's really the final decision maker with the clippers because they're sure. like they're altering the franchise right now. We saw that when when Chris left. We know that because Doc has been demoted, but they made this giant financial commitment to Blake, and if this report is true that they're even entertaining the idea, that to me is like. What are you doing? You okay. just offered him that deal.
0: I guess. But if you see that you've reached the heights of the Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan era, and mm-hmm. it's not this season, like maybe you just, you try to move a piece while he still got value.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think like in a vacuum moving Blake is outlandish. Sure. But it's not in a vacuum. Sure. Well, like you just said, let's bring him back for a lot of money. Like, I don't know. I think that's, I just think that's strange.
0: It's definitely a surprise, but this, the NBA is just so different now. Like, think about how many major players changed. I hope the they,
1: I hope for Isaac's I hope it sake that they that they retire his number before they trade him.
0: I hope <laughs> they trade him just for just, just so for I, excitement. Isaac
1: can have that one <laughs> last positive moment, and then it can go back to dark oh, Clippers. Did you again. did you
0: watch the trailer of for Blake Griffin's movie that's coming out? It's like a Whitney Cummings directed and written romantic what? comedy. I didn't
1: know that any like, of this has happening. It's like an ensemble. You need to cast alert me film. to this before now. It's
0: called the Female Brain, and it's kind of like an ensemble rom com. Featuring um, Sophia Vergara, mm-hmm. James Marsden, Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen, Cecily Strong, Whitney Cummings, and Blake Griffin.
1: When is it coming out?
0: I think next month.
1: Okay, field trip. Yeah. Heat check field trip. I would love to. I, we got to do that and we'll, and we'll report back to all the heat check listeners because, uh, as you know, I love off court Blake. I do I wrote too. a whole piece about it. I
0: love off court Blake too. He's amazing. He's really funny. He's I want to see guy. this. Let's go do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk more NBA, but first, let's talk about some of our sponsors today. Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? The internet is crowded these days, and so you might not be sure. And that's why ZipRecruiter is here for you. You post your jobs there to over 100 of the web's leading job boards just one click. Then, ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to apply. They even review every application to identify the top candidates so you never miss a great match. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. under 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash ringer. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash ringer. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com ringer.
1: Don't be the person who winds up parking 15 blocks from the arena. It's too cold out for that, unless you live in L.A., at which point it's not. Instead, request an Uber ride anytime with the Uber app. Uber is a safe and comfortable way to get where you need to be. For sporting events, you won't have to pay for parking or spend time looking for a spot. When the game's over, get picked up right out front. Grab a ride to your company's holiday party. If you're still having a holiday party, post-holidays or a night out with friends and family. Or if you're late getting into the office, take an Uber and work from the car. Even book your Uber in advance for a truly stress-free experience. Uber is the better way to get anywhere you have to be. You'll know the price before you book a trip, and you can pay directly in the app. Install the Uber app today from the App Store or Google Play. New riders who use our code NBA Show, you'll get $5 off your first three rides. That's NBA Show for your code to get $5 off your first three rides. Uber, the better way to get anywhere you have to be. New Year's is only. The offer expires February 18, 2018. If you're looking for life insurance in the new year, check out Ladder. This is actually something that I am, in fact, looking for. It's the quick and easy way to get life insurance online. It's the 21st century. You shouldn't have to wait for weeks to get your life insurance in place. With Ladder Life, there are no commissioned agents and no policy fees. You can be done in minutes. Visit ladderlife.com NBA and answer a few quick questions to get a free quote. If you like what you see, you can apply and get an instant decision on fully underwritten life insurance in less than 10 minutes. This is excellent. I don't like to spend much time on these things, and I need life insurance. Coverage can start today if you qualify. Ladder provides customers with a quick application process that saves you time and frustration because you answer only the questions that are relevant to you. Coverage is available from $100,000 up to $8 million. Ladder's dynamic life insurance lets you get something in place now and apply for more later on or decrease your coverage with no penalties or fees. With Ladder Life, you get instant decisions and instant peace of mind. Visit ladderlife.com NBA to get a free quote and get life insurance checked off your list today.
0: All right, let's get back into it. It's Martin Luther King Day today. Yes. And in the last week or so, there's been quite a bit of political commentary coming out of the NBA, which really has been all season. All season, yeah. And I admire the NBA for not trying to muzzle any of its personnel at all. And so in the wake of Trump's comments about immigration. Yes.
1: Shed-hole countries. The shithole countries. Haiti and Africa.
0: Horrible. Just horrible. Rudy Gobert tweeted.
1: He was responding to Tommy. L- so Tommy Laren is a Fox News contributor yes. who Charles Pierce calls a half-bright clothes hanger. And she had said that if they aren't shithole countries, why don't their citizens stay there? Let's be honest, call it like it is, which is sort of like a really not well-thought-out idea. And Rudy Gobert, bless his heart, took umbrage with it. Yeah,
0: and he said, do you know what it means to have dreams, to actually have to work for something? Does the fact that I left France to come chase my dream here make France a shithole? Or does that just apply to African countries? Getting paid to divide people really looks like a shitty job.
1: I'm glad that Rudy Gobert spoke out. Masai Ujiri, uh, the Raptors general manager, also spoke out and he talked about how he went to refugee camps over the summer and talked to these people and that they're good people and just because they're living in places that might be not as well developed doesn't mean that those places are quote unquote shitholes. And he said that you know he'd like to see the president inspire people and it cannot be the message that we accept from the leader of the free world. And this is his quote, just because someone lives at a hut, that doesn't mean that they aren't a good person, that that person can't do better, that that person isn't capable of being great. And just because it's a hut, whatever that means, doesn't mean it's not a home. God doesn't put someone someplace permanently. I am living testimony to that. If I grew up in a shithole, I'm proud of my shithole. Bless Masai Ujiri. Bless Rudy Gobert. Bless the NBA, frankly, because these guys, in concert with Pop and Kerr and LeBron James, Steph Curry, Curry, and, you know, like the Warriors, deciding, no, we're not going to go to the White House to pretend like this man isn't a violation of everything that we hold dear and uh, our ideals. Also, he
0: called he called out Steph. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> very specifically.
1: I especially on this day. Like, I applaud the NBA. Sure. Because they're having a conversation that has been otherwise muted in the NFL, where, like, even just taking a silent uh, knee is, like, somehow an affront to American patriotism. Whereas in the NBA, they're openly having the conversation about it. Sure.
0: It is, like, an interesting comparison. I think that at the beginning of the season, we expected sort of more active like activism, yeah, more activism like before and after games, like sort of worked into the theater of an NBA game anyway. Right, and I think because the 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 players and the coaches and the GMs speak pretty openly, it's almost like there's they don't need that in the same way. It doesn't serve the same functional purpose that it does in the NFL, partially because there's fewer players, so they're therefore more famous in their household names in a way that most NFL players are not. That's what I think, at least. But it's been really interesting to watch it unfold. I mean, Steve Kerr and Pop and Stan Van Gundy pretty relentlessly have used their pulpit to talk about these issues, which I I really admire. I mean, agree or disagree.
1: I commend them for having the conversation.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting to even like compare it to something like what happened with LeVar Ball last week. Like they just sort of, they speak out. They kind of don't shy away from the topics and don't necessarily let the media determine the the narratives and the storylines.
1: Yeah. The juxtaposition, you make a really interesting point. The juxtaposition with the NFL versus the NBA and how this is handled where in the NFL, it is more of a theatrical objection. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is allowed to have the conversation. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, not the least of which is guaranteed contracts and the NBA being much more of a players league as opposed to the NFL very much being an owners league. Mm-hmm. And we've seen like owners like Jerry Jones, you know, despite his like faux solidarity, really putting the kibosh on players who like don't stand for the national. Sure. anthem, You know, even though the president had to like mouth fumble through the words sure. at, at the national championship game. Whereas in the NBA, it's embraced and, and even encouraged like this is what I think and we can have a dialogue about that. And that is very necessary right now.
0: Yeah. A- absolutely. What did you think about last week when Rick Carlisle and Stan Van Gundy were kind of coming out against um, ironic. Lavar.
1: Ironic because of what you just said. Like you you have guys in the NBA who never shy away from saying what they think. Right. You have Stan van Gundy, rightly so. Speaking up and and, and speaking out against um, the president and the right and like this, you know, intolerant Racist movement, sure. right? And and good for him. But conversation, there shouldn't be a check on where the conversation door, you know, is open right. and, and and closed. And so the it issue, just the, should issue
0: the issue is that Levar said that Luke Walton had lost the Lakers locker room. And no one wants to play for him, right? And so then the other coaches, which just,
1: was in artfully put,
0: yes, sure. And it was reported by ESPN. And then other coaches came to his defense for the Lakers, did, notably about anyone that covers Levar like won't be covering us, basically, right?
1: And and Rick Carlisle saying that like taking umbrage with ESPN because ESPN is a TV partner of the NBA and therefore they should show more deference to coaches and to the, like, what are you talking about? Like you've gone to great lengths all year long to show how open you are about having various dialogues. Right. And then you put your foot back in your mouth on this point. Like it makes no sense to me. It was stupid. It was ironic.
0: I agree with you. And then, and SVG was like, he like circled his ESPN national TV game Like I will not be doing my first and third (laughs) quarter interviews. Okay. Which by the way, Horrible interviews. we yeah. I mean, who likes those? <laughs> They're not good anyway. But I agree with you. Everybody wins. You can't be like, well, we're this is the conversation we're committed to having and like this is the open dialogue right. and we believe in like free speech and then try to shut down a conversation. The even lack- even if you find it irritating, and you know, it's not that simple. You can't just pick and choose. If we're gonna commend you for speaking out about Trump and politics in general, then like let's allow people to speak out when they want to.
1: I am nodding in affirmation of everything that Julia just said. Thanks, man. Nicely done.
0: Let's move on. Real or not real, second half predictions. So, do you think the Pelicans will trade DeMarcus Cousins?
1: I oscillate back and forth on this. I'm going with no. I'm also leaning no. But because they're like they're in the playoff picture right now, so I think it would be hard to justify it. Yes. Um, what can you
0: really get back for DeMarcus Cousins that's worth it?
1: Depends on where he's going. Sure. Um, if, he, if he
0: goes to D.C., which, to I don't know. I'd is. have to look at
1: their pick allotment uh, um, and, and see like what, what kind of pieces. That Are they you had. taking an Otto
0: Porter deal? Is that what you're telling me? You're, if there's good picks involved? You're needing
1: Otto Porter. You're needing Kelly Oubre.
0: I don't want Oubre over Porter. You'd
1: have to have probably both in that deal yeah. and some picks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And then maybe. 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 I'd think about it,
1: uh, but I'm leaning no. Real or not real? And think about this before you answer, sure, Juliet. I, ha- I
0: have my answer. I'm ready. The
1: Sixers will make the playoffs. No. Damn it, Juliet! Why?
0: They can't win close games. That's ultimately the issue.
1: They're a young team. They're figuring it out still.
0: That's fine if you're like evaluating the team, but the question is will they make the playoffs? If the answer I, is no. If
1: I said to you right now they're they're a game under 500 mm-hmm. as we record this podcast. If I had said to you before the season started that the Sixers would finish as a 500 team with a 41 and 41 record, you would have thought that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Sure. So, five hundred.
0: I'm just answering the question, man. I don't like I'm, it. This is not. An, <laughs> this is not like a referendum on like this Sixers team. But if they will make the playoffs, <sighs> my answer is no. We
1: need some positives.
0: <laughs> the Celtics will win the Eastern Conference. Yes. Yes. That's real. One thing that I find impressive about the Celtics is that they, unlike the Sixers, find a way to win close games and to make comebacks. And that is
1: not everything's a competition, Julia. I know,
0: but I'm just saying (laughs) that's the mark of a team that can go deep is because that they those like those two things, being able to make a comeback and to like maintain a lead and have it get close and still win are hard to do. And they do it. That's what good teams do.
1: I don't want to talk about the Celtics anymore. Real or not real. Donovan Mitchell will finish second in the rookie of the year voting. I put him second because I think like Tatum,
0: Tatum or Simmons.
1: I think Simmons is still the favorite.
0: I think Tatum should win.
1: You think Tatum should win. You've
0: got Tatum over Ben
1: Simmons. Let's just redo this whole question.
0: Who will win rookie of the year?
1: Real or not real. Ben Simmons won't. I don't think he'll win.
0: I don't, I don't think he'll win. I think that, and I think Tatum should win. I really do.
1: I'm not there yet.
0: I think Tatum is the least to use a Bill Simmons framework is the rookie at the highest trade value. I think I'm, he's number number one untradeable. I think or Ta- won't be traded. Tatum
1: is the most valuable to a contending team like the Celtics right now. I think if we're just talking about rookie of the year performance, I'm still on the Simmons train. I, I think he's just, he's been really good. Um, I love
0: Simmons, but
1: this was really initially. I wasn't expecting like I should have known having talked to you that you would be uh, in Camp J team. But the ascension of this was more designed about Donovan like, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell has been a virtuoso. I mean, like the one handed out that he threw down the other day was fantastic. He has been like, I think all credit to the Utah Jazz, because for as amazing as this rookie class has been that pick Donovan Mitchell fell and yeah. the Jazz landed an amazing player. He's
0: really, really good. And yeah. he's really and he's really good and really, he really good and really fun to watch.
1: He is really good and really fun to watch. Kudos to the Jazz.
0: LeBron will be MVP. I believe that to be true.
1: So, you don't want to go with Jimmy?
0: I think that there's other people that we should be considering, and I don't want to be. I, I, I haven't made my vote yet, but I think LeBron will win.
1: It, yeah, uh, we're only at the midpoint. I would handicap him as the favorite, but I want to see how soon Harden gets back.
0: Well, we'll be keeping our eye on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. It's time for the heat check, heat check. Boom, He's heating up. He's on fire. Rodney Hood, we see you. We see you slapping the phone out of a fan's hand after getting ejected. Awesome. And getting a fine. Awesome. Loved it. Absolutely uh, loved it.
1: That guy, the look on his face, <laughs> Rodney Hood's reaction, where he just slapped it out of his hand. I thought it was hilarious. Me too.
0: Loved it. Um, Absolutely loved it. Very funny. Um, the Ball Bros are in Lithuania. They've played two games, three games. Yes.
1: Yeah, so the first game. A lot of fanfare. Uh our Slack channel, our NBA Slack channel was popping off on fire. Everybody sort of watched it together and talked about it on Slack. That was game one. Game two, not as good for the Ball Brothers, didn't score any points.
0: How how soon until Lithuania is sick of them?
1: I don't think they're gonna get sick of them. <laughs>
0: Hey, brothers. There it is. Welcome to my nation. We're waiting for you to come and see our basement. It's for you. The Listen, Angela I hope ball, they don't
1: get sick ball. of them just because of that song. Me too. That's like number one. I think it's number one on my Spotify playlist, <laughs> like on iTunes.
0: You're moving to Lithuania just for the song. I
1: love that song. I got okay. to find it. F- we still have to find it. I'm happy
0: for you. Yes. It's the 20th anniversary of NBA Jam, huh? It
1: is. And we bring that up because, you know, we have the heat check drop. That's inspired by NBA Jam and inspired the name of the show. It's probably my favorite video game of all time. Uh, have you played it?
0: I have played it. I just have so much disdain for video games that it's hard. Yeah, you like
1: squinted. I at just me, can't. Like in anger when you Every, said that. Everyone's
0: going to get mad at me if I share my my full opinions. I I, I respect people who love them and everything, but I just like. I have so many like traumatic flashbacks to college of like waiting for boys to be done playing video games, and like I just like want to makes me want to die. like I just hated it
1: i this is <laughs> I feel like this is a therapy session now all of a sudden
0: um i've I have since
1: aged out of it. Sure. Uh, I don't play anymore. As I've said to you many times, like once the NBA season starts, I don't have enough dial ram- in. I don't have enough RAM for anything but like hang out with my wife and the dogs and basketball. It's
0: certainly a big cultural moment. I understand. I understand that. But
1: that game, yes. was such a fantastic big deal. game.
0: Uh, one thing that surprised me that there's never really been like a replication in real life of like a two on two kind of thing. That's what it was, right? Two on two. Yeah. And, and you could
1: like swap out yeah. the players at halftime, and it was sure. fun. The mu- like he he's heating up, and boom, Shakalaka! Yeah, I and mean he's it was, on fire. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's yeah. great. I'm sorry, I'm the, I'm just the absolute wrong person to have this conversation, but I support everyone who loves NBA Jam and think it contributed a lot to the culture. <laughs> Thank you, NBA Jam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, other heat checks to mention.
0: Sterling Brown, rookie of the Milwaukee Bucks. His car got popcorn by Giannis and Co.
1: The video of Giannis being super excited kind of made my day. This is
0: dark Giannis. He's, he lurks in the shadows, the, the kind of the mischievous side of Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Yes, he's mischievous. I like it. It made me smile. Can we ask a question about rookie hazing? Sure. Does Sterling Brown rate rookie hazing like I don't know. Has Sterling Brown? I don't. I honestly don't know the answer to this. Like,
0: I, I think Giannis just brings the star power, and, and now we can't. So he's
1: like, screw it. Like, I, he's my I rookie. i gonna go mess with him.
0: Really mean. Really, really, really mean. And sucks it's for His nice car. He
1: had one of those um, boxy Mercedes yeah. SUVs. Really blows.
0: And then you know how it's so annoying to get like a piece of popcorn stuck in your teeth. It's like, imagine that all over your car. Was
1: it buttered? He's got leather seats. I have a lot of questions.
0: Makes me very upset. I recall when this happened to Nick Stauskas in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. and I was very upset then. Popcorning is really bad. Like make them wear a backpack. Make them get you water. Just popcorning of a car. No, I can't. I can't. abide. That's where you take your. Yes, (laughs) swear I draw the line. I can't. I cannot abide. This week in basketball, we got some games to look forward to. We got the Pistons of the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I call that a win for the Raptors.
1: It's a it's a fun uh, mid tier team against a second tier team. I like it.
0: Lakers at OKC.
1: The usual storylines where you've got the Lakers and can OKC figure it out again.
0: Fingers crossed. Nuggets at Clippers.
1: This is fun because it's the those two teams are right on the edge of the playoff. Race. I
0: want the Nuggets in and the Clippers out. I, I do think the Clippers should just blow it oh out start over.
1: You want the Nuggets in and the Clippers out?
0: Yeah. Sorry, Isaac. That's just how I feel.
1: <sighs> Nugget. Anytime we bring up the Clippers, uh, Isaac has to just breathe heavily into the microphone. But that's how it goes if you're a Clippers fan. On Thursday, we get a rematch of Sixers and Celtics. They just played in London. The Celtics beat them. Maybe it'll be different this time.
0: Maybe. Doubt it. <laughs> Wolves at Rockets. This is a really good game. Really good game. I'm excited about I'm,
1: it. I'm also excited about it. <laughs>
0: And Knicks and Jazz will be a fun one on Friday.
1: Don Mitchell rides again.
0: Yeah, it's just, I'm happy for you, man. You got Don Mitchell. If you don't have a Sixers in the playoffs, at least you got a bright future with them and with your man, Donovan Mitchell. I love him. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll be back next Monday. And thanks again to our sponsors.